0: Welcome back, Beck UL Daily, right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe G., Aaron Hawks are with you on a Wednesday live at BetMGM Sportsbook uh, right outside of State Farm Stadium, Glendale, Arizona. I, I, I imagine more um, media, Aaron, will kind of make their way towards us this week. There's a big field out there next to us. Fox Sports set up a big stage there. I'm not sure when they're going to start doing their shows. Um, as this week goes on, I'm sure they'll do the stuff on Sunday. Right from there, I saw some CBS outside, so it, it's interesting. Radio Row's got a lot of a lot of people in Phoenix, but we're here in Glendale, and I, I like this spot. Like we're right yeah. here.
1: Yeah, there's a lot more to see. It's yeah. just a better uh, scene out here. And the sun's out. I'm excited. And we're
0: in a sports book, which is also a bar. Like, it's a good spot.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm not passing this up for Radio Row. No,
0: it's a good spot. I know Michael Beller of the Athletic Football Show, executive producer. I think he's at Radio Row. He's at Phoenix. Not that far from here. And he joins us right now to talk about all things Super Bowl 57. Michael, appreciate you hopping on this morning uh, as we get set for this game. And uh, I'm curious, as you guys have done your shows the last couple of weeks, has have – the host on your show, have you had a strong opinion on the game itself? We've talked a lot of props. We've talked a lot about how good these two teams are. You know, as a consensus, as a net, as a show, I can't talk about the whole network, but as a show, none of us have a truly strong opinion on the game. The side feels like a toss-up game. Michael, what are you feeling, and how has that evolved over the last week or so?
2: Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there, Joe. I mean, it's it's tough, right? I, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I in the conversations that we've had both on our show and just with people around Phoenix, it feels like there's a consensus hardening that the Eagles are the better team top to bottom, but Patrick Mahomes is freaking Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and like no one wants to pick against the Eagles and no one wants to pick against Patrick Mahomes. And so that's why we have, I think, this uh, this spread that has been as low as it's been since, uh, since the matchup was set. That has been stubbornly low for going on almost two weeks now and remains basically unchanged with uh, obviously a few little market moves here and there over these last 10 days. And I, I, that feels right uh, as uh, someone who does this professionally, it feels right just as a football fan observing it. I can't go into this game and not have a bet on it. I still lean, coming into the playoffs, I felt like the Eagles were the best team uh, top to bottom. I had nothing even with that sort of lackluster performance against Josh Johnson and a quarterback 49ers team in the NFC Championship game, notwithstanding, just feel like the best roster is going to beat the best player here. So I'm going to lean in the direction of the Eagles. But like if this were a Week 13 game, you guys, I'm probably not betting on it, but I'm going to have something on it because it's the Super Bowl.
1: Ooh, and I can't wait to see what you're going to have. What are your thoughts on the total at 50 and a half? Are you looking over or under?
2: Lean toward the under here also. Um, You know, we like, don't try to get too bogged down by the narratives, but uh, it's not uncommon for us to see uh, the Super Bowls start slowly. We've seen it time and time and time again. Recent memory, uh, don't have to pull back too far to find games that have started like that. Don't have to pull back too far to find Patrick Mahomes Super Bowls that have started and gone on like that entirely um it's part of the reason why i like the eagles when push really comes to shove here too is because that defense you guys has been so good the pass rush has been so good and it really has been the pure pass rush this is the team that is not getting a ton out of bringing extra pressure bringing blitzers it is their four five down rushers just being better than your four or five guys who you're sending to block them and i think that's really where uh, a, a something can be brought to bear and where one team can maybe make a little bit of a gap with the one that they're going up against. And so uh, I think that with what Philadelphia is able to do, getting after the passer with Mahomes being maybe not quite all the way back to 100% on that ankle, he's still passing Mahomes, but maybe can't do all the evasive stuff that we're used to seeing from him. I think that Eagles pass rush is the difference, part of the reason why I like them, part of the reason why I like the under.
0: Michael, with that, I um, mean, that affects props, right? If, if, if Mahomes is under pressure or Mahomes feels pressure or Andy Reid is anticipating pressure, probably a different kind of game plan, especially with Mahomes uh, with an ankle injury here. So props-wise, factoring all that in, uh, are you thinking this is a big Kelsey game? It usually is a big Kelsey game. Chiefs running backs out of the backfield. The, the Chiefs, we, we've talked about it all week, they're difficult to gauge when it comes to props because they don't have the Tyreek Hill anymore. They spread the ball around different guys all the time other than Kelsey make the plays. Who, who are you looking at with the Chiefs Considering all the um, all, all the aspects of this with the Eagles' pass rush,
2: it's so hard, right? I was uh, we're, so we're doing our, our uh, gambling episode uh, later this morning, and uh, I was setting up the rundown for it in my hotel room this morning, and it's uh, like going through all the Chiefs props and the updated numbers. It's just late. It's like, man, this is this is like this is not the Chiefs that we're used to, and that's Chiefs that we're used to looking at uh, when we when we get to these uh, these big AFC Championship games, Super Bowl moments. And so, I, I just I can't get away. From Kelsey Overs. I, I just can't do it because as much as I like that Eagles uh, pass rush, I'm talking about them being the difference in a twenty-four to twenty win. I'm not talking yeah. about throwing it back to the Rams Patriots Super Bowl from a few years ago and we're looking at, you know, a sleepy thirteen to three style of game. So, you know, the Chiefs offense is still gonna get theirs. They've done that all season. They have made one of the most impressive, if not, you know, the most impressive in my you know, football cognizant memory. Uh it, it, Season to season uh, transitions from being what they were last year as an offense to being what they are this year. And that is completely centered around finding matchups for Travis Kelsey that they can exploit. And so, even though I don't necessarily think this is a game where Mahomes throws for 360 and three and the Chiefs put up 31 points, they're going to get plenty of good matchups for Mahomes and Kelsey to go at it. So The only thing I really like when I look at the Chiefs are those Kelsey overs over the yards, over the receptions. That's what I'm looking to play on Kansas City said.
1: Well, do you ever look to correlate bets? You know, if you do think Kelsey is going to have a big game at looking at Mahomes over on his passing yards, uh, if it doesn't hit, obviously that's a, a bad day with both of those bets. But just overall strategy wise, do you look to correlate some of your bets?
2: Yeah, I think you have to. I think uh, any of us who are doing this uh, uh, is going to be looking for that. But I just, I like to take some, I, I, I'm at least with this matchup being what it is, and with us all expecting this to be as closely played a game as it is. Yeah. If you're leaning toward the under in the way that I am. I kind of like to just zero in on one, maybe two guys max um, and just worry about those guys. And so as I've gone through this week and as I've been getting ready for our programming itself, I just keep coming back to to Travis Kelsey. He's the one guy he, he feels for what he is asked to do to win your bets on him and for what the Chiefs or what his team is going to ask of him, he feels like to me. The most bankable guy compared to what Philadelphia is doing on the other side. We know what they're going to want to do. They're going to want to take those shot plays down the field. That's what they've done all season long with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. But it's harder to, I think, to zero in on either one of those guys being the guy for Jalen Hurts in this matchup. And so, like, if I could, you know, maybe like shave off some of the, uh, shave off some of the percentages and take either one of those guys to have a big day, I probably feel better about that. But it's so much easier for me, at least, to wrap my head around. Just really banking on Travis Kelsey, doing what he not only has done for the most of better part of this season, but what he has basically done for every single Chiefs playoff run in the Patrick Mahomes era. He's really the guy who I'm focusing all my attention on this week.
0: We're talking to Michael Beller, executive producer of the Athletic Football Show, as we get ready for Super Bowl 57. Michael, how much of a concern for you is the Jalen Hurts shoulder issue, which he's playing through it. They're winning. But it's hard not to notice him throwing the ball down the field. It's different. He's three of 10s. It's coming back from the injury, throwing the ball down the field. Shorts, you know, small sample. But during the regular season, he's probably one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL. How worried are you about that? And, and do you think the Eagles can win this game if Jalen Hurts' ability to throw the ball down the field is either limited or they just don't do it?
2: I don't think they can. I think they're going to have to hit some of those plays. That's really been a hallmark of this offense. A.J. Brown was not – A.J. Brown didn't just bring A.J. Brown – to the Eagles, he brought a certain style of play that opened up so much of Jalen Hurts' game. And this is something we talked about a lot on our show going back to August when we were sur- surmising about what the Eagles' offense might be with this big A.J. Brown addition. And we talked so much about how Jalen Hurts really didn't throw the ball over the middle of the field last year. He had the success, he had the individual success he had. He clearly made a step. He clearly set himself up as, all right, this could be a guy, but he didn't really throw over the middle of the field. And that completely changed with A.J. Brown's addition because of how physical and how much of a winner A.J. Brown is in those spots. Now you open that up. Now you get more uh, room down the field for Devontae Smith to make plays. You open up some more middle uh, areas of the field for Dallas Goddard to make plays. And then A.J. Brown can still do his thing down the field. So there's there's a multiplier effect to A.J. Brown and what he does for Jalen Hurts specifically pre-A.J., post-A.J. And so that is not just you know, those big plays, it's the way that it's in the DNA of Philadelphia's office. They need to hit a couple of those, but they don't need five of them. They don't need five 40-yard plays. That would be ridiculous. They need two of those, I think, to win this game. And Jalen has not been connecting on those, as you say, uh, since he's coming back from the shoulder injury. But let's give him a little bit of a pass, right? That Week 18 game, that was just, let's get this done with. Let's get over it. Let's get this win over the eight giants team that's not even really trying. Get the one seed. Move on. Get the bye week. You get the Giants Again take care of business in that one, a game that was never really in any questions where they didn't need to force Jalen to make those sorts of plays down the field were good. Then you play against a 49ers team that a is a very good defense can really get after the quarterback and that game got out of hand by halftime as well. So he hasn't been hitting on those throws. They have been attempting a fair amount of them, but he hasn't needed to previously. That's going to change here. We're talking about two more weeks removed from the injury since we last saw him. I think he's going to be able to hit a couple of those plays. He needs to, I think he will
1: we've seen a lot of these props get bet up like 10 yards from where they opened up at. And it had me thinking like, gosh, I don't even know if there's a lot of value. And then I started thinking, Michael, like maybe I'm going to wait and see this stuff go up even more and come in and hit the unders. Um, is there anyone, you know, if you are thinking of doing that strategy that stands out to you where you're just seeing, you know, their props getting bet up, the numbers just getting out of control.
2: You know, there's one person who I, um, who does concern me a, a tiny bit and who I'm just going to be staying away from uh, entirely in this one is probably Isaiah Pacheco. Um, yeah, Obviously he's, uh, he uh, is another guy who is, who's key to what Kansas city does offensively. Um, but I think that ultimately we're going to have, we're going to see them put the ball in Mahomes' hands too much to the uh, extent that uh, Pacheco isn't necessarily getting uh, the sorts of run that we think he is. I, I was, I was likening it to, when they beat San Francisco a couple of years ago, and they had Damian Williams as a guy who emerged for them late in the season. It's a different offense, obviously, different styles of player, but similar enough in that there were two guys who emerged and brought a different element to a Kansas City run game that had faltered earlier in the year, looking a lot different later in the year. And so uh, I think there are some parallels you could draw between um, the the way that those two guys came into the offense, even if they're not exactly the same style of player. Um, but Damian Williams was a, a crucial element to that win over San Francisco. And it was something that they were going to have to lean on him for. I don't necessarily see the exact same thing happening with Pacheco in this game. And so, yeah, I, with the way these, game, the way, the way these uh, Super Bowls go and with the way this matchup shakes out, I prefer if I feel an under just to stay away. So that's I'm not, I'm not out here hammering Isaiah Pacheco unders. Yeah. But I'm certainly not rushing to any window to try to get any overs in on him. I think this is going to still be a game, even though I'm expecting it to be played in the lower 20s, where they're going to live and die with what Mahomes does through the air.
0: Michael, it's always interesting if experience matters, what, what different people think better is thing in, in a game like this. And I, I don't think it matters that much for players. I think once the game starts, it's a football game. But I do wonder about coaching staffs. Um, you know, the preparation, dealing with all the circus. It's a circus here this week. That's just the way this game is leading up to it. The Chiefs staff, they've been here a lot. Andy Reid with two franchises, obviously with the Eagles and, and the Chiefs. Even his coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo, with multiple franchises, has been to this game. The Eagles, other than their offensive line coach, it's a very green staff in terms of this kind of week, the Super Bowl week. Does that play in for you? Do you think experience with the coaching staff, preparation, dealing with everything matters?
2: It's not something I'm going to think about as I'm making my bets. I think it's yeah. I think probably where we see it the most is somewhere where we, the uh, the public, doesn't actually see it really. And it's what's going on right now. It's what they what they were doing last week, how they treated last week. You know, we had uh, Mitch Schwartz who was on that last Chiefs, uh, uh Super Bowl team. Uh, he's a good friend of our show. He came on last uh, week and did a little mailbag with us, and he was talking about how you know last week. You know, we in the media call it a bye week, but it's not at all a bye week. It's basically a regular practice week for them because of what happens this week leading up to the Super Bowl and the preparations that you just aren't able to make the way you would in a normal you know regular season week and so I think that's really maybe where the experience is brought to bear by the Chiefs and by Andy Reid Uh, so it's something that you know it exists but it's so hard to quantify, and there are already so many variables involved in any individual game. Certainly this one right there with it, that uh, it's one that I don't really let influence the way that, uh, that I feel about it from a betting perspective.
1: Michael, about a minute or less uh, left. Um, any other bets that you have your eye on or you're looking to bet where there might still be some value that we haven't touched on?
2: Uh, yeah, here's so here's a fun one. Um, I, again, I'm, as you guys uh, as you guys know now, I am very long Travis Kelsey uh, going into this one. So I was trying to find some interest, interesting, fun, different ways to juice up some of the Travis Kelsey uh, um, props that I want to play. And uh, great way to do that, looking at cross sport props. So uh, I'm looking at a Travis Kelsey receptions versus John Morant assists.
0: I love it on
2: Sunday. Basically, this is a bet on Travis Kelsey catching double-digit balls because John Moran averages 8.3 assists. uh, So if you just assume that, we're looking for nine, ten catches for Travis Kelsey. You're pushing up toward plus 200 in a lot of spots on that bet. And so uh, it's basically just an alternate Travis Kelsey line. It's a fun way, different way, to get uh, involved in Kelsey and find some extra juice to a game for him where I think he's really going to have to shine for the Chiefs to uh, win this one.
0: I like it. And Ja going up against one of the better defenses in the NBA with the Boston Celtics. So I, I like it, Michael. We appreciate you hopping on. Enjoy the week out here in the Phoenix area and enjoy Super Bowl 57. Michael Beller joining us there talking Super Bowl 57. On the other side, we'll talk some hoops. College, NBA for tonight, right here on the Becky All Network.